you're listening to Wandering Rome. After spotting the elusive spider, the group says goodbye to the city of Riverhaven and continue their journey. Tonight, the group has been invited to a fancy dinner. They walk along a winding path leading to a huge glimmering mansion. Welcome to the Grimwell Dinner Party. That's a pretty fancy house. Look at those gargoyles! <laughs> now, did you all know that technically a gargoyle is a stone statue of a creature that pours water out its mouth? Otherwise, it's called a grotesque. Oh, those are truly grotesque. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's why they call them gargoyles. Oh, well. <laughs> well, how do we know if water can go through their mouths? Let's go ask. Hey, do you spit water on people? The gang continues towards the doors. <laughs> Hamish, with both hands, grabs the enormous gold knocker and lifts it over his head. And he screams, Aah! and slams it into the door. Kadoom! Ooh, that was very nice. Thank you. The handle of the door turns slowly and opens, and before them is a tall penguin in an additional tuxedo who looks down at Hamish and says, Do you have an invitation? Oh, I'm sorry. I was taken aback by your incredible height. <laughs> if you do not have an invitation... No, no, no. We, ha you... we, have, we have one right here. And Squeakers reaches into his bag and pulls out a Kool-Aid-stained invitation with a wax seal on it. Very good, sir. The penguin steps back and gestures an arm forward and says, Please follow me to the dining room. Ooh, the dining room. As the gang walks into the manor, they are overcome with the excesses of wealth. There are chandeliers made of glass and crystal, several staircases leading to who knows where, and small bowls that are filled to the brim with metallic spheres. Hamish? Yeah? I don't, I don't know why, but I just have this... I kind of want to break everything. Is that normal when I you walk into these houses? Normally when I walk into a house of this size, it's decrepit and run down and doesn't have nearly so many spheres. There's a lot of spheres. What do they do with them? I mean, they're sitting in bowls. Follow me, please. And the penguin opens a door and gestures you down a long hallway. Do you think they eat the spheres? Oh, maybe they're party favors. Maybe we're supposed to take some. Rich people <sighs> food. This mansion had been in the Grimwell family for two centuries until it was purchased a decade ago by McBody. McBody? I like the sound of this McBody. Why doesn't he just change the name to McBody McMansion? Body McMansion, <laughs> that's right. That is a foolish idea. Fair enough. I would ask you to maintain a more serious demeanor during the party. I'm yeah. working on it. Yeah. Raindrop, mm -hmm. you are eight years old, okay? <laughs> you need to be more serious. Maybe if I hold on to this glass ball, it'll don't help me. Don't touch the spheres. Okay, don't touch the spheres. It'll That's... break the charm. Oh, I have like six of them. Do you want me to put them all back? If you would, please. Raindrop keeps one. These mantis heads were collected by Grimwell during their expedition to South Euclane. They got a lot of bugs in Euclid. Yeah, because we were there and we didn't see very Seemed many bugs. Seemed pretty tidy. They had some chimps. Not since Grimwell's visit. Oh, oh, no. So he's like an exterminator, I guess? He has a business? You could say that. Mr. Butler, sir, uh, but what, what was your name again? It's much easier to address you that way. My name is Buford. Oh, Buford. 
Buford Butler. Yeah, I mean, you're not named after your profession. You're not like. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's very true. Hey, what what is your last name? Buford. Oh. Buford. 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 No. BB for short. You needn't know my first name. Come along. Well, now I got That's know mysterious. It is. Yeah, like, I'm intrigued. Is this another one of them ghost manners? <laughs> oh, I love ghost manner. How strange. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you, Aldern. <laughs> I thought you were a ghost. <laughs> Not yet. As the game continues down the hallway, they see all of the trophies and the various works of art, and they notice the profound loneliness and emptiness of this room. They're the only ones here at the moment. Oh, uh, excuse me, Mr. BB. Um, Buford. Yeah, Buford BB. So I couldn't help but notice that I only see us, and this is a really long and empty hallway. Um, are we the only ones invited to this dinner party? No. Pre-dinner drinks will be served in the dining room. A number of our fellow guests await in the library. Ooh, pre-dinner drinks. Oh. Except for you. Oh. What time does this thing start? It, my, my watch is a little slow, I think. You can check that enormous clock over there. Oh. Oh, wow, it takes up the whole wall. Pre-dinner drinks started 15 minutes ago. You are running late. I'm not running at all. I'm standing completely stationary, BB. Well, that's why we're late. Dinner itself will begin in one hour's time. Oh, so we got a little bit of time to kill. I guess we can... All I right. wouldn't say that. All right, Raindrop. Let's go get sloshed. Yeah! Oh, boy! <laughs> <laughs> the gang enters the dining room where they see a handful of animal folk standing around with fancy glasses of various liquids. They walk over to a server who's carrying a silver tray full of champagne flutes. And the server turns and says, Might I interest you in a beverage, sir? I would love one. There you are. Thank you. What about you, sir? Oh, yes, please. Oh, you and I both have a strained voice. Oh, quite, quite. Delightful. Quite. I'll take the ducklings as well. Oh, too. Thank Dealer. you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'd like one, too. Nothing but the best for McBody's guests. I don't like being called that. The guests of McBody. Uh, that's a little better. The McBodies of McBody's house? The McHotties with the hottie bodies. Ooh, I that's like that close. One. That's, that's closer. <sighs> Buford the butler walks out of the dining room. Sweet. Our guide ditched us, so now is the time... For crime, and by crime I mean just generally exploring. And if crime Ooh, happens, then... crime and exploring can wait. This champagne has gone right through me. <laughs> Aldern <laughs> wanders out of the dining room. As Raindrop, Hamish, and Squeakers look around the party, they notice that aside from a few scattered guests here and there, there's nobody really in the dining room. And yet, in the middle of the table, there is a small stack of envelopes. Ooh, I love going through mail. <laughs> Speaking of crime. Speaking of crime, have you guys ever opened a letter that wasn't addressed to you? Raindrop, I know I condone your theft, 
but the invasion of privacy is maybe a little borderline for me. <sighs> Sorry, I'm just bored with all the standing and weeding, and technically there's nothing written on the outside of these envelopes, so I feel like it's fair game. Hey, that is a pretty good point. They seem to be color-coordinated, too. Like, there's a stack of green ones, stack of orange ones. The door of the dining room crashes open, and Aldern comes in frantic, and he looks at his friends and says, Oh, uh, Squeakers, Raindrop, Hamish, uh, can you come with me? I can. Okay. I suppose. All right, calm down. I was just going to open some letters, but... Was the bathroom really that exciting? Ah, more than I ever expected. Do you still have to go? Did you you not wait? Um, come this way. That's kind of (laughs) dodgy. I don't know that I want to follow Aldern into the bathroom. Uh, Let's go, though. (laughs) There is a sign on the door that says restroom, and a sign on the handle that says do not enter. Ooh, Aldern. It was an emergency, but oh, wait, so you, you need to see this. So you went into the thing that clearly said, do not enter? I did. It wasn't locked. Raindrop is rubbed off on you. I I'm mean, so proud. You're usually the line tower. You need to see this. All right, all right, all right. We're going in. Actually, Raindrop, you might not want to see. Too late. <laughs> the door swings open, revealing the sink room. And there's a red trail of blood leading around a corner. Raindrop walks carefully, taking care not to step in the blood. Raindrop comes around the corner into the water closet and sees a knife. <gasps> My favorite one. Covered in blood. Oh, no. Oh, I'm so sorry, spirits whose rest I have disturbed. So it's a used knife. Used knife? Raindrop, don't touch it. This is a crime scene. Oh, right, 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 right. Somebody's been stabbed. But where are they? We we need to let somebody know. Wait, wait, wait. No, we can't let anyone know. What if, what if it's one of the guests (gasps) and they're a murderer? And then, and then if they know that we know they're going to come after us and kill us too. What if it's the shifty butler? I I bet bet it's him. Yeah, it's probably him. He's real unpleasant. Yeah, BB Shifty McGuy Body. What's his name? BB Shifty McGuy Body. That's right. (laughs) We probably need to search the area for some more clues so that we can pin it on him. So when we tell the authorities, they know that it was him. Yeah, we basically have it figured out for them. We're basically cops doing their job. Yeah, we gotta orchestrate some evidence against this man. At that moment, there is a knock on the restroom door. Don't enter. Are you quite finished in there? Uh, no, it's such an emergency. Oh, gosh, don't come in. It's, it, ta- uh, it takes four of us. It's real bad. Yeah, you probably want to give this a few minutes after. Thankfully, my uncle has several restrooms within the manor. Oh, well, la-dee-da. You should go probably to those ones. Sorry, can't hear you. It was probably that person, too. They uh, who seem was that? Like... I thought that was B.B. McButler Pants. No, that didn't sound like B.B. McButler Pants. Maybe it's a Mrs. B.B. Butler McPants. Mrs. B.B. Butler McPants. <gasps> it was her. It was hers. It's always a couple. <laughs> B.B. McButler McPants McBean. <laughs> anyway, should we get more drinks? <laughs> yeah, I am not. <laughs> Are you not concerned with this... Knife. No, That's no, no. what I need the drinks for. We are definitely too sober to uh, be dealing with this right now. You have a very good point. Let's go get more champagne. Okay, but I'm also gonna. I'm just gonna grab this knife and put um, it in the Evans bag. I have a Ziploc baggie. Does it say evidence on it? I did. I, I actually just wrote it with Sharpie. Oh, but, well done. Thank Carry you. on. Yeah. Raindrop puts the the bloody knife in a Ziploc baggie and puts it in her bag. And also, just so we're prepared and we don't get mugged by this killer who's on the loose. 
I stole some of these glass spheres for everyone, and I figured we can put them in socks and make nunchucks. If we spin them around and knock them into someone, that'll deal both bludgeoning and slicing damage. Exactly, it's a twofer. So what about that champagne? And Squeakers walks out of the bathroom. All right, here we go. Now don't wander off. Wander in Rome will be right back. Hi friends, Addison here. As of December 2023, Wander in Rome is nearing the end of season two. It's been a delight to share these stories with you. Thank you so much for the support. We love watching our passion project grow. Be sure to check out our other shows, including our new tabletop RPG podcast, launching early next year. The Wander in Rome Slasher Special is a gory, sweary, violent mess and is available for free at patreon.com slash winterhawkpodcasting. The final episode of Season 2 will release January 10th, and Wander in Rome Season 3 will return on March 6th. Please continue to share these delightful shows with your friends and family, and we'll see you in March. A quick correction. In order to accommodate schedules, Wander in Rome will return on April 3rd. What do we want the people to know, Danny? You're Danny. Who am I? Summer. I'm Summer. We are bisexually lit. This is a podcast about movies and life and everything in between. Two best friends who are loud and queer and love to talk about movies on and off mic. And we'd like to take you along for the ride. Why did we name our podcast Bisexually Lit? Well, like, you know, A, we're bisexual. Extremely. B, we're, we're getting lit. We're giving literary and thematic readings to the movies we love. Yeah. You can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We drop a new ep- episode every other Monday, bi-weekly, if you will. Oh, I will. Have you ever seen something you couldn't explain? Have you ever felt like something was watching you, even when you were alone? Have your dreams ever started bleeding into the reality around you? Starting March 8th, join us bi-weekly as we travel around the contiguous United States sharing strange stories and discovering mysteries hidden within the vastness of America. Listen to Lower 48 on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The gang walks back into the dining room and the guests have cleared out. The stack of letters that used to be piled high is now whittled down to only three or four. We should have grabbed a letter while we had a chance, but there was more of them. They done been whittled. You still got a couple right there. Hey, hey Raindrop, why don't you, uh, I'll, I'll distract, yeah, I'll yeah, distract this guy. And Squeakers walks over to the server with the platter and says, hey, excuse me, how do you, whoa! And he crashes into the server, knocking the champagne flutes off of his plate. Oh, oh. the champagne! Oh, Squeakers, I was gonna drink that. Oh, no, I, I'm so sorry, sir. I, well, is there anything I can do to any motions from behind? Raindrop creeps towards the table and she grabs one of the letters and hides under the table before cracking it open. 
and inside it reads, The niece seems suspicious. Might want to have a chat. That's a real passive voice to use in a murder letter. Well, it's italicized, so I assume there's some inflection to it, and that was just my best reading italicized. Kind of passive-aggressive, even. A little bit. But it's a clue, guys. A clue. Oh, don't worry. I, oh. We, we will get this cleaned up in a jiffy. Don't don't you worry. Why don't you retire into the library with the other guests? Oh, thank you, Aldern. Yeah. I thought that was an echo. <laughs> no, it's me, the server. Don't worry, guys. I also saved you a drink. We should just go over here in this corner. Uh, yes, let's mm-hmm. go out of this room and not look over that letter. Yeah, to the library. To the library. Excuse me, I'm going to get a martini from this child. As the gang walks back into the foyer, they all gather around Raindrop. Okay, so what did the letter say? Okay, guys, it says there's a niece and we need to talk to them because they're super suspicious. The niece. The niece. The niece. Pardon me, did you say the niece? Are you the niece? And are you suspicious? My name is... Clarence, I am Mr. McBody's niece. Oh, nice to meet you, Clarence. I stand to inherit his entire fortune if something were to happen to him. Interesting details to be volunteering to us. Put her there. It's so nice to meet you. And Raindrop will hold out her hand. The Raindrop, that's your blood hand. Oh, sorry. I spilled a little, um raspberry jam on that. Those hors d'oeuvres. Real good. Clarence extends a delicate hand towards Raindrop. Raindrop takes the hand. Looking for any blood. Looking over the badger's hand, there is no blood, but there is a large diamond ring. Humana, humana, humana. (laughs) That is such a lovely ring. Oh, this? This was a gift to me from my late spouse. Well, I mean, the dinner ain't started yet. Yeah, we were only late for the pre-drinks. They can still show up. (laughs) You're quite a charmer. So, uh, uh, Clarence, you said that uh, your late husband gave you that ring. That's right. Your, uh, what was that, like you're going to inherit a fortune? Oh, only if something were to happen to Mr. McBody. And where is Mr. McBody? We haven't yet to see him. I just am so excited. You know, he hasn't been seen all night. The last I saw him, he was going into the restroom. Uh-oh. You're not supposed to go in there. Yes, I do not enter. We looked at it and said, well, that sign is enough of a deterrent for me to not yeah, go we'll in there. Yeah, we'll find another bathroom. That was so. Raindrop's normal hand blood. Yeah, it's... Raspberry jam. I sweat raspberry jam. Looking back over to the restroom, the sign that says do not enter is gone. Ooh, ghost sign. Is there anybody else that you know of here that we should be talking to? Mm -hmm. If you get my drift? I would suggest having a word with the butler, perhaps. (gasps) Maybe. Or maybe the... Widow seeking the affections of Mr. McBody. The widow. Okay, well... The butler and the widow. I assume that they're probably in the library? I couldn't say. I mean, you said a bunch of other (laughs) things. I just don't know where they are. It's not my job to keep track of everyone. You just have such a a tone that just makes you sound like you know everything. Between you and me, I'd look in the library. Oh, okay. 
Well, I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to talk to that butler anymore. Yeah, let's go to the library and see if there's anyone else. Were we not in the library? We were in the foyer. Oh, the right. You can it's tell just... because we passed through the vestibule. Right, there's just a bunch of bookcases with books on, so I was confused on if this and was And a like... lot of glass spheres. So many. Here's, I got a sphere over here, what's made of wicker. I am perplexed by the number of spheres in this house. Wicker, hardly know her. Oh, boy. <laughs> the library <laughs> is wall-to-wall books, as libraries are wont to be. This makes no as sense. the gang enters, they see a few people wandering the shelves, taking books off, looking through them and putting them back. And they see one person sort of standing off in the corner, wearing a long feather boa. And standing menacingly. You guys. Ooh. Uh, was that her? No, that was... Uh, that was a ghost. No, that was Aldern embracing his inner owl. She is looking very menacing. Yeah, I think I recognize her from the tabloid papers. If I ain't mistaken, that's one Carvana X. Carvana, Carvana X. X. Ooh. What does the X stand for? Nobody knows. But I might find out. Ooh. Humana, humana. <laughs> Hamish sidles up to the rabbit wearing the feather boa and begins speaking to her. Well, hello there. Have I seen your picture in the papers or just in my dreams? Yeah, that's me. I'm in a lot of papers. Oh, well, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Hamish J. Hogg, and my name was once in a big rotten book. Interesting. My name's in a lot of, uh, finely crafted articles. Pleasure to meet you. She holds out a hand just riddled with rings. Oh, the pleasure is mine. Anyway, you kill anyone? I mean, not recently, I don't think. Oh, you flirt. <laughs> Hamish, look and see if, if she has, like, bloody hands or something. Now, I apologize. What just a rube I am. Allow me to kiss your rings there. Mwah, oh, mwah. Hamish, steal one of the rings. <laughs> The jewel from the ring comes out with with no issue. Well, Miss X, it's been an absolute delight to meet you. I'm afraid I'm all full of nerves and I must step away at the moment. Well, it was a pleasure to meet you. I may or may not come and speak to you later with questions of some nature. Looking forward to it. And Hamish does a little salute with two of his fingers and steps away. Well, Hamish, what did you learn? Yeah, what'd you find out? I got a couple jewels, and he spits nice. a couple of jewels out of his mouth into his hand. Well, I think that's a victory. We can probably just go home It's a small one. I also found out her name is in many finely crafted papers, which I did know, but it's nice to hear it from her mouth. Huh. Yeah, at least she's self-aware about her situation. Fair enough. She doesn't sound nearly so fancy as you might think. Oh. I like it, you know, down to earth. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I don't think she's a suspect then. There's no way she could be the killer. No, pretty people don't do bad things. Yeah, that's crazy. Everyone knows that. Now, Aldern, on the other hand. Oh, don't you pin this on me. <laughs> As Aldern backs up, he leans against one of the bookshelves, which slightly gives away behind him. Aldern leans back and tumbles past the bookcase that slips aside. A secret, secret tunnel. Secret tunnel. Ow! Your, your hip's doing fine. Mm-hmm. I don't know if birds have hips. You gotta have a pelvis, right? Yeah. From my years as a surgeon, <laughs> I can tell you we might. 
All right, well, I'm going to trust you to be able to get up then. <laughs> well, I'm walking past you. Do it or don't. Oh, yeah, sorry, pardon me. <laughs> As the gang walks through the bookshelf, they turn around and notice that the other guests have begun walking over Aldern down the hall behind them. You know, it's rude to follow people wow. like that. Right, is this like a field trip or something? Where'd they all come from? Yeah, look at that. Wait. wait. I've been looking for that glue all yeah, night. That's, that's yeah, looking, that's looking really good. I didn't yeah, really think that would happen. I finally found the tunnel. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. We found this first, guys. We yeah. got dibs. Yeah, get, get out of here. Get, get out, out of here. our tunnel. Yeah. And now, shoo, shoo. <laughs> The gang begins ushering out the other guests, and they slam the bookcase behind them. So rude. This was our secret first. I'll teach them. Hey, look, spheres. <gasps> Gosh, there's so many of them. They glow in the dark. Ooh. Aldern stands upright and straightens his feathers that are askew from being trampled by dozens of people. Man, the pressure from that trampling, it sure straightened up your spine, didn't it? Yeah, I'm taller than I've been in years. <laughs> It's amazing what a good trampoline will do for you. A trampoline? As the gang continues down the hallway, they notice a few more clues. They find a book with the exact shape of a knife cut out of it. They find a blue paw print. And they see a glass case that says, Prized Diamond Ring. And the case is empty. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Both Clarence McBody and Carvana X had diamond rings. Right, but we saw that blue paw print, right? Which yes. means we were looking for red. We were looking for blood on the paw. Raindrop, yeah. when you shook Clarence's hand, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. did you notice any other colors on their paw? No. <laughs> now, who else is present at this event? Now, I got the sense there was more than one person following us through this tunnel. It almost looked like they were looking for clues, too. Yeah, but who were they? Fellow dinner guests. Was any of them blue? Dabba-dee-dabba-dee. What about on Carvana's paw? Well, I, anyone got a mirror? I don't have a mirror, but I have this glass sphere that... All right, that'll do. And Hamish grabs the reflective sphere and holds it up to his lips. Oh, my goodness. Looks like I ate a blue raspberry lollipop. <gasps> Carvana! She's the one who took the ring. She seduced you. Well, no. Not, <laughs> he tried to seduce her. Kind of it the didn't opposite go of well. That. Yeah. Oh, wait, sorry. I no, just... It was a reverse seducing. Reverse seducing. She reverse seduced him plot. into trying to seduce her. Yeah, she wanted me to come and kiss her weird little fingers. <laughs> what was so weird about her fingers? I don't know. It's like a personal thing. <laughs> <laughs> Hamish just has some unexamined prejudices <laughs> about fingers. No, no. Look, it's actually pretty normal, but it's weird to explain it. And, you know, like, I, I'm big, and I got big paws, and she's a little little rabbit lady, and she got small paws. And it's just, like, weird to have, a, like, a, like, a it's like a baby's paws. Thank you for sharing, Hamish. I'm not done. <laughs> <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> Hamish continues for about four minutes. Wow, that was traumatizing and informative. That explains a lot about you. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it feels good to be seen, so thank you. I feel like we hadn't talked about your mother before. No, no, this and, is the first time I've opened up like that. And honestly, I feel like I need to apologize. I I'm sorry that I made so many assumptions about that dank and dirty castle you grew up in. Hey, it was dank. 
It was dirty. I'm also sorry that you have to deal with Squeakers and his very small hands. Oh, well, I don't have to kiss Squeakers' hands. I mean, you didn't have to kiss hers either. Well, I was compelled. She's got that charm. And I needed some mouth jewels. (laughs) (laughs) Bling, bling! (laughs) Look at his grills. (laughs) Hey, now that we've solved the mystery, should we just go out and tell everybody? Why don't we call them out at dinner? Oh, that'd be perfect. What time is it? <gasps> it's dinner right now! Yeah, you can tell on this giant clock. Oh, wow, they have a lot of clocks, too. The small end <laughs> <laughs> is pointing to dinner! Back in the dining room, the guests all seated around the table are digging into their meals, which was a delicious beetle cordon bleu, when suddenly the door <laughs> bursts open, Hamish having kicked it. All right, everybody stop where you are, Carvana. The jig is up. I don't know what you mean. And you, tall, thin, weird penguin. Yes. And you, eight identical featureless guests. That is Who, me. Us? We have discovered and clue. Oh, okay. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. We got some clues too, yeah. but. Uh huh, yeah. Right here, and Hamish holds up a piece of paper with a blue paw print on it. I transferred it to this paper. <gasps> they have solved the puzzle. Oh, okay. <laughs> One of the guests pulls out a little clipboard and kind of scratches a few notes down and says, Ah, oh, man, I can't believe we didn't get that one. Yeah, I was stuck on the... I couldn't find that last clue. Well, they wouldn't let us into the secret tunnel. It's hardly a fair game. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Ms. X, mm-hmm. did you do a moita? I mean, <gasps> contractually, yes, I did. What? what? I mean, that's all part of the game. I did commit a murder that you were supposed to find. A murderer! Wait, but we haven't we haven't even voted yet. No, we have not. Yeah, no, you really stepped outside the outline there. This is... It's been a fun night. Wait, wait, I'm sorry, what? Everyone was in on this? Hey, uh, guys, can we sidebar for just a minute? Yeah, I mean, let's yeah, go that. over here by the wet bar. Guys... So, Miss X just announced that she was a murderer. Do we call somebody? Right, I feel well, like, like you the... just wouldn't openly admit that. Also, what, the cops? I, well, I mean, yeah. You're going to call m- the cops? She's a murderer. What narc. are we going to do? Do frontier <laughs> justice? Like, do we string her up to and that, tar and yeah. feather her? Oh, I wouldn't bother with that. No. Whoa. And Buford has walked over to our friends and produced an envelope. Here is your prize for identifying the murderer correctly. A 100 nickel gift card to Wendy Winches. Wait, we solved the murder and we got paid to do it? Are we detectives? (gasps) We We got paid with a prepaid gift card to a real bad company. I don't... (laughs) It's very good chocolate. Okay, but tell me, does uh, does this gift card have any cash value? Um... No. no. Oh, God dang it. You know, there is still one thing that I don't understand. Oh, please, do share. Why are there so many spheres and bowls? Yeah, I don't know what to do with all these. It is high-end interior decorating. Is it? <laughs> Why? I what wouldn't is... expect you to understand. Hey, I came from only the highest of qualities of dank and dirty castles. Oh, I'm sure. Also, the dank and dirty castle, I'm pretty sure I was visiting in my backstory, and I'm actually from a hole on the plains. Oh, go on. <laughs> Hamish continues for four minutes. 
I also have a question. Um, where's Mr. Body and whose blood is this? And Raindrop pulls out the bloody knife in the Ziploc bag. Mr. Body is a made-up character. This is Grimwell Manor. So that's just normal bathroom blood? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The blood in the bathroom is fake. It is corn syrup and food coloring. Oh, that explains why it tasted so sweet. And why my feet are so sticky. Oh, there wasn't even a body. What was the point? (laughs) I would urge you not to lick blood. (laughs) You find around the restroom. You know what? I'm going to take that lesson to heart. That's a good good lesson. Well, guys, we got 100 nickels to spend. Let's go! All right, well, I'm going to grab a couple of these spheres here. Uh, Thank you. I'll take uh, one or two more martinis for the road, then pass right here through the foyer and into the vestibule and open these. And Hamish opens the enormous, ponderous doors. And then I'm going to just hop my way on out of here. And he jumps and grabs one of the door knockers and swings and flies out of the manor. What an exit. (laughs) Next week on Wander and Roam. The gang hustles along the road, checking their watches. They dodge pedestrians, desperate not to be late for the play at the Golden Goose Theater. Music for Wander and Rome is written and performed by Gary Argyle. Wander and Rome is produced by Winterhawk Podcasts and Gary Argyle. For more great shows, visit winterhawkpodcasting.com.